your girl Smanji and welcome to the 45th episode of Avocado and Honey. Um, If you haven't already, go ahead and check out the latest episode. I had the lovely St. Clair. Um, She came through to talk about the beautiful project she's working on to encourage her sister and black girls around the world to love their natural hair. We also talked about um, her documentary, Documented, which um, covers DACA, immigrants who basically benefit from DACA in their um, journey as well. So make sure you check it out. If you like that episode along with this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, just spread the word on avocado and honey. All right. So, I mean, it's been an interesting time in the news right now. Um, suicide is at all time high. We know that. But right now we had two loved ones or the world loved them and they committed suicide. Um, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. Um, so that's what this uh, episode is going to be dedicated to. Kind of just um, sharing experiences with depression and understanding depression. So I have um, the dope Jordan Plain here. He Hello. actually. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> well, I um, invited um, Jordan to speak with me because he actually created a comic. Um, it's not what you think. It's not like a hee hee. Um, I wanted to say this because on the back of it, I got the, the comic in, or the book in front of me and it says, aren't comics supposed to be funny? His girlfriend says. Um, so I thought that was funny because I thought that at first when I seen that <laughs> comment. Um, but uh, do you want to explain like what you're working on here, your your project with the, the comics and depression? Um, the thing the thing that I was trying to hit on with my comic, first and foremost, I was, I cannot, I'm a digital artist, so I couldn't draw. And like a lot of the comics that I read are like hand drawn yeah like really the f- detail and like also funny mm-hmm. and i didn't identify with either of those identities like, i can't really draw and I'm, i don't think i'm super funny i can tell a joke but like i'm not i can make people laugh but i'm not funny in like a written way you know okay so when i was attacking i was like all right well what if i'm gonna make the, if i'm gonna do this I, I have to do it in my way mm-hmm. so i named the book a comic by Jordan playing but just to make sure that people know that it's my own thing and it's not it's not anything that you've seen before. And I think mm-hmm. that's what all my art has always been. And when I was creating, I was like, I don't have to be funny in, the, in these. I don't have to be anything that I don't want to be. And I have to talk about things I want to talk about. And I, when I was making the book, I was just talking about different types of things that I observed in the world and mm-hmm. like wanted to talk about. And I, I like their, they are comics just because of their format, but I like to liken them to political cartoons. Okay. Just because they talk, they hit on the, the, the subject matter and mm-hmm. they talk about things that are real and like talk about things that we experience, but in a way that, that I talk about things that are real and, and I talk about them through art. Right. And that's the, that's the most important thing for me is to make sure that I am talking about things that I'm not just trying to be funny and like, haha, make people laugh or like show off my trauma to like, to, to the world just to ha, get ha, clout <laughs> yeah like i want it i want people to think about it in themselves and like to see see it through a different lens you know mm-hmm. so when i was make, when i was making a comic i just was hitting on different topics like um i'm a dad so i hit on fatherhood i was i hit on like money things i hit on black things i hit on women things and it was it's all these things that are important to me and as a black man it's, it's so important to use my platform to mm-hmm. uh 
to amplify ideas that aren't always the mainstream black man idea, you know? Right. So, so some of them are a little bit softer. I use a lot of pink. I use a lot of orange and mm-hmm. things like things that might seem feminine to other people, but that's not. I'm a black man and I can express myself through purple, you know? Exactly. So that's a, that's a big thing that I was trying to just hit on and, and talk about in the comic and, and in the book. Well, that's great. First off, I, I love what you said, um, your I, your mindset when starting this comic. Like, you know, the go-to or the ideal, what you see comics is funny, hand-drawn and everything. But you said, fuck that. I'm going to make a comment and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it my way. So mm-hmm. shout out to you for doing thank that, you, yo. That, that, you, that's you. really dope. And that's, that's big. It's really... People don't realize how hard it is to live in your truth. I'm looking at the book right now and it's just like, I love it because it is geared towards you. Like if I like, if I didn't know you and I were to look at this book, I would assume you are a black man um, and probably a father as well. I didn't read the the uh, comic on the on fatherhood yet, but like, you know, I really love how I can relate to this. Like this one is just on being black. And then also it's just like aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. I would want to hang this up. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> yes, like, I would yes. post this on Instagram. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So that's really, that. yeah, that's really mm-hmm. important. So it's just like, like what I guess how do you I guess choose and stuff what to say like for example on this one that's titled black it says being black in America is like best rap album goes to Flint still doesn't have clean water so it's just like out of all the things being black like I guess how do you decide to choose this like I guess I think that one that one in particular I was trying to think of like there's, there's a series in there so there's nigga mm-hmm. there's black and then there's color and I was thinking of all the things that black people are called in this country and okay. the ways we are addressed and I was thinking, so being black in this country to me is like now we're black. So mm-hmm. now we get to be called black. We don't we don't call nigger in the public. We're not right. called color in the public. We're called black in the public. And I think being black, a lot of our we, we have a lot of we have Black History Month. We have uh, Black Entertainment Channel. Mm-hmm. So it's like we 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 talk about those. We talk about things in terms of being black. And a lot of things now is our accomplishments. So now we talk about the things that we accomplish, right? Right. So when we win best rap album, right? We get we get best rap album. But then a lot of people have to go back home to reality that like this one man won black best rap album, but he still does not have clean water and right. then this artist might even be doing the work his his album title might be named flint still doesn't have clean water he wins an award flint still does not have yeah, clean water right so it's like being black is a lot of that dichotomy of like okay we have x we have black excellence we have black girl magic we have black boy joy but at the same time there's still things we have to fix like flint not having clean water right or mass incarceration we still have a lot of things to fix mm-hmm. and i think just be just understanding how we are dressed and understanding how things are pointed towards us and like being black is not just it, it is the goal it is the the royalty it is the the beyonce it is the jay-z mm-hmm. but it's also little miss flint doing the work at, at oh, how old is she 12 11 doing that type of work right just for her community and having to do it you know mm-hmm. because there's there's this uh um a gap between our excellence and our our demise mm-hmm. so i just want i was just trying to hit on that in those in those moments and like that that could be funny to somebody though like haha if the album is named that could definitely be funny clean water yeah and it's like but it's it's funny in like a different way yeah it's funny yeah. like uh we should probably do something about this <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and and a lot of my comedy I, I used to watch a lot of dave Chappelle. And okay like, so a lot of my comedy is his heart hitting like this is a fact and like mm-hmm. you need to talk about this and mm-hmm. like i think it's so important to talk about yeah and that's kind of like i feel like um what black people do. I mean, um, Kevin Hart said it best. He named the thing like laughing at my pain. Yes, like yes. we take, cause I mean, 
if you really look at black history here, I mean, I know we kind of going off topic because it was beyond depression, but mm-hmm. like if you really look at the history here, it's, it's really sad in the beginning. Yeah. So it's just like we do take all that pain and mm-hmm. turn it to triumph. But it's just like, okay, let's go back to depression though, since mm-hmm. that's the topic. You know, yeah. I feel like we, uh, yeah. but like, so, okay, I don't know how out of pocket I would be for this question or not, but like, do you think depression and being black goes like hand in hand? I mean, I think there is hard. If you are not depressed and you're black, it's like, what do you, it's hard. It's hard to like be happy as a black person sometimes. It's hard to see the news and see all the things that are done to us and be like, well, I have a positive outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard. That's a hard thing to do. And I'm like, well, if you're aware, I guess. Yeah. 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 And Cause if I you're looking, you're la la land, then you won't really realize. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to misquote, but I think, I don't know who said this, but somebody said, if you're woke and black, you're in a perpetual state of madness. And I think, mm. I think that was, um, Wow. Yes, yes, James, James Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> James Baldwin wow. said if you're woke and black and you're in a perpetual state of madness and it's like, yes. Yeah. You're mad, you're upset, you're you don't and and it's hard to be happy all the time. It's mm-hmm. hard to uh actualize happiness when when you're looking at the news and you see Trump is president, you see these things are happening to our communities and mm-hmm. you you walk outside and you just you only see black people in working at Chipotle. You only see black people working in Dwayne Reed. Like it's hard. It's hard to be like, I have a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. So I think a big thing about depression is is that point of like, wow, I have no hope. Wow, yeah. I have nothing to look forward to today. I'm gonna stay in bed all day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're kind of going on, kind of describing what depression is. So what is your definition of depression? My definition of depression is that that prolonged period of sadness, that that walking around feeling of sadness, that can't get out of bed feeling of sadness. When you took a mental health day last week and this mm-hmm. week and you plan on taking a mental health day next week, you you are depressed. Because mm-hmm. that mental health day don't help. It, it only makes it snowball. And I think the big thing for me is realizing like the that it starts small. It starts with like, like okay, I'm sad. And right. It's like, oh, I've been sad for a week. Oh, wait, I've been sad for a month. Oh, wait, I have not got out of bed for this whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's those things. And my well, my in my experience, my depression hit me. Well, it hit me a little bit before my freshman year of college, and I was worried about going to going to college and like doing the whole about to graduate. I got straight C's and B's, and I'm I'm not a stellar student. I'm a smart kid, but I'm not a stellar student. You passed, you passed. Yeah, and I passed, but like I wasn't doing the, all the things, and like the college I wanted to go to didn't accept me, and I didn't get no scholarships, and my financial aid was like kind of like oh no, so. Mm-hmm. Just worrying about that. Then I got got through that. I graduated. Had the, had the good time. Spent the summer with my friends doing the things we love to do. Then all my friends split up. We all go to different colleges and go to different places and going going to a new place for college and uh, having to make new friends. Kind of isolating. Mm-hmm. Then I got all white roommates. So I'm dealing with white people kind of for the first time in my life. Like oh. white people who are from nowhere, like from places where there are racist people. At. Mm-hmm. And then dealing with that, having to explain, tell them why you can't say nigga. Telling them no, that's not okay to say to me. And like doing that all day, being literally exhausted. Yeah. And then, then not, not feeling like going to class, not doing the things I need to be doing, because then I'm in a relationship and I don't trust my girlfriend. So now I'm like worried about that, and then mm-hmm. she's back home, and it's a, it's all of those things, you know. And it's like you don't. And I think the big thing, the 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 common denominator in all that was not having the was not having the hope was mm-hmm. not was not thinking that. That my roommate's gonna get better. Not thinking that my being a student is gonna get better. Not thinking my relationship is gonna get better. Not having hope for a better future. Not not thinking that these things are gonna get better. And how did you come to that conclusion? Because like for me, um, I have experienced depression. I'm I'm very vocal about that. But like how you kind of pinpoint? Are you trying to figure out where it came from? So how did you, I guess, land on having no hope? 
Cause I every time I would get so I got through it. I mean, I got out of a relationship. I dropped out of college, left the, left that college. So all those problems were gone. Mm-hmm. And then when that first semester out of college, I didn't know what I was gonna do. So that first two weeks, I remember this vividly. Like I used to, um, Donald Glover had just dropped. Uh, Cosby Mill had just dropped because of the internet. So I yeah. listened. To, I had that on repeat on my iTunes. Great album. I would go to sleep with that on repeat. Wake up at a different part of the album. Go back to sleep. Wake mm. up. Go back to sleep. But I didn't, did that for maybe two weeks. Well, I wake up sometimes yelling this on my pillow, and I think the big thing that kept me in the bed was like I don't know where I'm going. Mm. So I had to really reevaluate what ha- what was happening. So then I applied to some internships. I applied to. I started taking my art more seriously. I became a better photographer and, and did that every single day. Then I started interning at this place called the American Dream Building in Philadelphia, and I had hope. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel those same feelings anymore. I was out of my relationship. I did all those things. I was like I was good, you know. And the the that, the the hope is what got me out of the, that hole that I was yeah. in. Yeah. Knowing that I had something to look forward to, knowing, knowing it has a reason to get out of bed, knowing it had something something waiting for me when I was when when before I didn't have I didn't, I was waiting for things. Mm-hmm. So I think that that switched in my mentality and seeing that the action I took gave me hope. That's how I pinpointed it. I mean, it was. It wasn't immediately like it wasn't like oh I apply for internships I'm happy right it was like I apply for internships uh, I just started taking action and I mm-hmm. think with action comes the hope if you're not doing anything if you're staying in bed I think that's the that's the big thing I like to pinpoint with mental health days is that like you take a mental health day and you didn't do none of the work you need to do so you postpone it so then when you're not doing it when, you, when your next day is a regular day when I guess and then you are saying okay now I have all the things that I was supposed to do on Monday mm-hmm. my mental day was Tuesday I got everything I was supposed to do on Tuesday now it's Wednesday and I have to do three days of things because I didn't do anything because I was so upset mm-hmm. that it's like that doesn't that mental day did not help you it actually hurt you because now on Thursday or Friday you're going to, to want to take another one because you're so tired you're so exhausted mm-hmm. so I think the big thing for me was just taking the action and understanding like I have to get out of this hole I mm-hmm. cannot I cannot feel like this anymore and even even today like even this week I've been really struggling like I, I a lot of different things have happened to me this week and I'm just like wow and now I'm realizing the 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 common denominator, common denominator was I did not take the actions I need to take so how do you kind of like reflect back though? Because like you 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 seem like you've been studying like your mm-hmm. own depression and stuff. So like, do you jot things down or like how do you kind of monitor your feelings and everything? Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I like to write a lot. I like mm-hmm. to write poetry. I like to write different things that'll help me pinpoint where I was at the time. Okay. So like, if you look at my journal, a lot of my journal entries are messages to myself. So it starts yeah. with Jordan. Okay. And it's me talking. It's not like, oh, today I went to the market. It's like, Jordan, you are fucking up. <laughs> like, it's those things. And it's like, they're, sometimes they're, not, they're nicer than that. But yeah, I'm like, yo, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other days it's like, no, you have to be better than Yeah. And it's being like, real. Yeah, it's being Honest. real with myself. And like, when I I would, I just went back and read my journal and like, and there's, there's poems, there's to do lists, and there's all this stuff all the stuff scattered in there but then those journal entries were that i might have wrote oh for a week and then i might have stopped writing journal entries but like mm-hmm. i read a week of journal entries and i'm like oh true i didn't need this message today mm-hmm. i did have to be better about this in my relationship or i did have to be better about this with my mom or with anybody you know right or my friendships and i think uh, a, a big thing that get that helps me understand what i'm going through is like talking to people if i don't if i don't when I'm t- if I say something and I'm like saying it to you and I'm like 
why would I say that? Right. <laughs> like, even just now when I wrote, when I was talking about my journal entry, like, why would I say that to myself? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that now. Like, why why would, would I say that I'm fucking up, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm always churning my brain, like, why did I do that? Or, like, and before that used to be anxiety. Like, it's like yeah. I, was, I was worried so much about saying the right thing or all these, like, making sure that whatever I said flowed and was perfect. Mm-hmm. And, but now I'm, I'm growing with that and I understand, like, I will make mistakes. Right. And that's a big thing because if you don't understand that you are going to make mistakes, you're going to keep making mistakes and then be wondering why you make mistakes. It's because you are. Human. <laughs> yes, like, you're yeah. human. You're going to make mistakes. Like, you're, you're going to. And in this culture we have, like, canceling people, a lot of us cancel ourselves. Yeah. A lot of yeah, us that's cancel true. ourselves. We, like... I'm problematic, so I'm I'm problematic forever, and like <laughs> that's not true of anybody, right? That's not true of anybody, and yeah. we do that with our celebrities. But like these people are are people, and they make mistakes. And like yes. some people make some really fucked up mistakes and don't tr- do anything to correct to, th- to they don't do anything to correct the things. Mm-hmm. But we we are we as people we should look at ourselves and be like, well, what mistakes have I made, and what can I do to correct them? Because exactly, we all still have time left. You know, it's just holding ourselves accountable too. Yes, yes. But going back to like you know. Just talking about depression, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, just get active because I, I do mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, I've been suffering from depression because depression don't really go away. Mm-hmm. Like, do you agree? Like, mm-hmm. um, I think on the friend zone, hey friend, hey, I think she mentioned it from someone else, but like, I remember her telling me this. But mm-hmm. like, she was just saying it's kind of just like it just stays with you, and you kind of just learn how to control it and mm-hmm. just deal with it. But like, mm-hmm. depression always there. But um, just from my past experiences, I do realize that once I actually just start get up and get moving, like that can basically take me out of depression a lot quicker mm-hmm. than just wallowing in my feelings and yeah. stuff like that. So, but I know we all know it's easier. It's way easier said than done. Like. Yes. It's 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 yes. it's hard when you're depressed to yes. get up and do anything because, yes. like you said, like you don't care about anything. Like nothing matters. Like I mean, you don't care about yourself, so why would yeah. you care about doing anything yeah. else? So yeah, with that being said, like again, I know it's, it's it's easier said than done, but like the first thing is to just get moving. I realized that when I'm not when my self care um, isn't really up to par. So like when I'm not fucking sticking to my veganism diet, mm-hmm. like when I'm like you know eating dairy, falling mm-hmm. off when I'm not working out, when I'm not journal, like when I'm not. When I'm not consistent with taking care of myself is when the depression is like yes. the worst. Yes. Like what? Like right? Uh, recently, I just like kind of battled like through a depression little episode, and I realized like you know I've been eating poorly. Like mm. you know I haven't been working. Like I those things go hand in hand mm. for me. So it's just like for a while I'm just trying to figure out like what's the deal with depression? Like why are people so depressed? So it's just like I've been kind of studying mm. or not studying, but looked up couple things and one of them was like genetics and biology Mm -hmm. um so there have been like link they um studies have linked depression to genetics so like if your parents are depressed or siblings depressed and you have a higher chance of being Mm -hmm. depressed Mm -hmm. um and also i did read that women suffer um, from depression more than men uh, twice as more than men because you know we have our periods we also create life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and menopause and things like that so Mm -hmm. we tend to have depression more and then also poor nutrition again like what i said um, i realized that that is goes hand in hand with me um, so like if your diet is usually high in sugar and stuff that's usually associated with depression and then of course just stress stress drugs life situations having those expectations mm. for your own life and then society's expectations for you and not living up to them um, can definitely cause depression because mm. you know that's not your your life's goal but whatever um, and then also just like you know losing loved ones and things like that so those are um, a couple of things that I looked up on the internet on what can be the cause of depression of course is mainly what you're actually going through but you were kind of like saying you want to jump in there you're yeah. looking like <laughs> I think 
when you said genetics and biology, I think that's when I started realizing what depression was like when I see my mom. Like, mm. I see my mom get progressively better over time. Like, that's good. When I was younger, it was kind of like hard to talk to her and like she was a very different person. She was very kind of disconnected from us and like mm-hmm. didn't talk much and like wasn't, she was my mom and like I've seen her express herself, but like didn't really get to know her, you know? Right. And as I got older, she broke up my dad. She got, she got paid more at her job. She got, started fulfilling some life things. She's got her master's degree. Like she's such a, I see, see, see so much more of her. Mm-hmm. And when I started recognizing that I didn't know my mom, I was wondering like, why don't I know you? Like I've lived in my house with you all my life. And, like, right. I don't know, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And like, I'm, it made me realize that like she was struggling with something mm-hmm. and something she always says is like, I forgot that part. Like she says like a lot of different, different things in her life. I'll bring it up. And she was like, I don't remember that. Like, honestly, I don't remember that. Cause I was going through something and like, like, wow. And like, I can't completely understand like just the things that were, was happening and like the situations we were in, it was like, I, I don't see how she could have been happy, you know? Right. And like, I think the more I think about it and the more that I see my mom grow and see my mom, like become the person that I like I can really love and like I can't wait to call my mom sometimes like right. I'll let me tell you about this right but but before I didn't really want to talk to her about anything mm-hmm. I think what has that has helped me because I saw that my mom took action mm-hmm. so my mom did not stop letting things happen to her and started doing the things that she wanted to do right even if it's like making friends via Facebook mm-hmm. and then scrolling through the Facebook events and going to the Facebook events she wants to see I'm, I love that about her now yeah like, she's she's so hyped about being on Facebook but like before I don't <laughs> remember her going to stuff I don't right doing things you know yeah i'm so happy you brought that up though because like i feel like we tend to forget about black mothers like Mm -hmm. i feel like black mothers are probably the the ones who are suffering the most when it comes to depression one because we forget like we forget like because they're so like like they do so much like they fucking like i don't want to call them like a super like superwoman because someone called me that recently and i kind of took offense to it Mm because it's like you kind of forget the fact that i'm a human being Mm -hmm. so it's just like but that i feel like that applies to um to black mothers like we forget that they go through everything it take us to grow up and have our own experience to realize yeah. like you know maybe my mom wasn't right this time because <laughs> she was going through all this bullshit yeah. but being a child you don't really understand that because like for me like my mother wasn't really in my life like that so mm-hmm. it's like that's a depression on its own being raised without a mother yeah. so it's like but me being an adult and stuff like i kind of just feel more re- like even though I, I still feel bad for her or like remorse for her because like i can only imagine the shit she's gone through like just being a black woman and then just the, her own experience so it's just like i can't be mad at her for not i guess overcoming some things that we weren't meant to overcome so it's just like i feel like that's that's a thing too and people like you said like a depression do it it comes from home too it's like Mm -hmm. you know your mothers and like back in the day didn't really know how to understand that's why when you say your mom your mom's out here like improving herself Mm -hmm. like that's so beautiful because it's so hard to get people to get out of their ways of thinking like yes so wait, um, I don't know if you know or if this is gonna be TMI, but like, what did your mom do? Like, what was that switch for her? Like, do you know? I don't. I don't really don't know. I really. I want to say it's Facebook. I really yeah. honestly <laughs> want to say she made some friends via Facebook. She got involved in a lot of different Facebook groups. And okay. Like, always talking about. I posted the memes today. Got this many likes and like just talking to people and like mm-hmm. having different friends and like going to events like she she took us to this harry potter festival it was in like that's super like, random yeah it was like an outskirt of philly but she always loved harry potter okay and like that was one thing i know about my mom is that she used to read the harry potter books front to back and i would be right there watching her read the book and like that's why i like love to read but like just seeing her her take that love of like being in the house reading the books to take into it going to a street festival 
and like being being there to see her excitement to be right to see like her putting out the characters in a book and like her really enjoying it it's like she would have not found that if it wasn't for facebook right that's what i was saying like the harry potter festival is random like i didn't yeah. know that there was a festival for harry potter yeah, but and like, it wasn't like it wasn't even it wasn't like outskirts of philly like it, wasn't it was even, there like, in the heart like yeah it was like it was weird it was like it was dope to go and like it was dope because i was with my mom my, yeah. my sister and like it was really cool and just doing those types of events with her and seeing her take the initiative to do these things mm-hmm. and like they don't always involve like i think i think a lot of uh our parents sub- suffer from substance abuse as well for sure and like they're alcoholics but like functioning they go to work they right come they go to work come home drink mm-hmm. and like my mom suffered from that and like to, to this day she's not like she doesn't drink as much as she used to but she still drinks and like mm-hmm. still she takes she takes days off now which is like even thinking about it now it's like before it was not a day that i didn't see my mom like drinking a wine out of like a cup like this mm-hmm. like drinking wine like that and like mom's going my mom always talks like you better not be out her t- telling my business but like <laughs> i'm telling her business right now i love you mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but but the it when 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 we go to the harry potter festival she's drinking water go like, ahead mama she's not, she didn't go get a beer you know yeah and she could have and it wasn't it wouldn't been hard to get a beer you know mm-hmm. she was just walking around with us yo she, that's like like core like evidence of fucking growth right yes. there like it's yes. just your actions it's yes. what shows your growth yes. like and, that's so beautiful and that's a, and that's what i'm saying like you got to take those actions mm-hmm. you gotta my mom when she first started saying all right i'm only gonna drink on thursday <laughs> and monday I, I i'm like okay that's so much better than drinking every single yeah. week and like the money you spend in is like you that's so much money you've spent mm-hmm. on that and it's just like so much she just and i'm so happy you started talking about genetic symbology because i think seeing it is a easy way for it to be contagious for you. It's mm-hmm. like you'd see sadness, what you gonna be? Sadness. If you got if you got parents who are active with their mental health and like that makes me more active and makes me wanna go look on Facebook mm-hmm. and search for the event, you know? Right. It makes me wanna go look for more of my interests, you know? And maybe my mom's seen that in me before and then maybe that helped influence her to be the person that she wants to be. And like mm-hmm. we we eat off each other, you know? And it's like like you said, black women bear this burden just super burden and not only raising a kid but they oftentimes they raise the man that they're in love with too yeah <laughs> and then it's like wow yeah well, can you say that again like <laughs> yo <laughs> they raise their kids but they also raise the man they're in love with too and it's like i think i see that so much and like even with my girlfriend i'm like i don't want her doing too much for me because i'm like i need to learn these things right i need to know this stuff like and she's like a type a personality so like she's always shout out to kayla yo i was gonna shout her out in, in, in the last <laughs> section so we're gonna talk a little bit more about her but she does so much and she's so great and like i'm i'm i always tell her like if you put me on your level like i'm not like you you are advanced like you about to get your master's degree you about to you out here doing your credit good like <laughs> you got all these things going for you like i'm just learning these things and like just seeing that is like i don't want her to raise me you know i don't want i don't want to have to like her to teach me everything mm-hmm. you know i want i want to learn these things for my own but it's like right when when black women love they do that yeah that's just what we they do, do yeah it's like how can i t- a i don't want to deny it but also i don't want i don't want you to feel like you can't love me because a lot of black men deny that too and it's like being a black man is it's so easy to like i don't want to say easy but a lot of us take advantage of our women and we don't we don't think think two, two times about it mm-hmm. it's like we hear them say oh uh, no you're supposed to do that you're a woman it's like no you don't have to cook and clean for me if, if you yeah, don't want to we ain't got to do shit yeah honestly, you don't got to like- do nothing <laughs> like I'm, I'm i'm the first to ask like baby you need me to cook she always say no 
But I'm I'm the first ass like just yesterday I washed the clothes I did I did the dishes I always do the dishes like mm-hmm. I do these things for her because I'm like you don't gotta raise me I want I want to grow with you though mm-hmm. so like I think there's a fine line with that is that like a lot of women become stagnant with their men because their men they're trying to grow this man and it's like he never gonna grow if he yeah. want to yeah if and if he not putting that work in to grow you as well it's like why are you there mm-hmm. and, and I was gonna talk oh sorry no, go ahead. I was gonna talk about this like towards the end um because I wanted to suggest just like or I kind of want to recommend like the arts that are kind of challenging this or basically getting this conversation started on depression and you kind of just bringing up just like relationships so I kind of want to talk about it just because it's fitting right now but um Issa Rae like Issa Rae Productions on YouTube she has content like nonstop. I think like every week there's something probably I don't know maybe I'm making this up but she definitely has pro- um, content on YouTube outside of Insecure and there's one show on there called Dumped I feel so bad because I, I can't I don't have the creative name and she's the main actress in there she's created and everything and Mm -hmm. it's actually really cool she used different analogies like she has like an actual bear and like other muppets and stuff to like um for depression like she used that um as an analogy for depression and just how it affects her but she got depression from being dumped and things like that Mm -hmm. so it's just like i feel like just having expectations for Mm -hmm. people in our relationships like we tend to think that just because like we meet one person we like them a lot and then we expect them to be there forever so it's Mm -hmm. just like those expectations and then also like you know finding someone like that's not on the same level as you and then they expect you to take care of them but since you like them so much you can continue doing that Mm -hmm. not realizing that this person is actually hurting you Mm -hmm. more than helping you grow Mm -hmm. but that's a whole nother relation talking Mm -hmm. uh, relationship talking we got an episode coming this summer because we got a lot of shit to talk about (laughs) when it comes to just dating and Mm -hmm. stuff but just to bring it back to depression um and you keep saying like you know just to get active or whatever but do you can you recall like a time or do you remember like what it was like you told yourself to get out of that state because i know like like we said it's easier said than done like we're laying there sad about all the shit that's not going our way in our lives and it's just like what was it that was just like all right i'm getting up now like what is it that you tell like you tell yourself I think the big thing that happened was like I got tired of that Donald Glover album. I got tired of it because <laughs> of the internet, and I'm like I can't do this. Like I'm sitting That's there really interesting. screaming into this my pillow sometimes. And like I will wake I will wake up, go back to sleep, wake up, go back to sleep, eat sometimes. Like not good enough. Just but laying in my bed, like it had to be like a th- two three week period, and like the switch that happened was like I gotta do something with my art. Like I can't if I'm going to do nothing. If I'm going to do if I'm going if I'm going not be in school. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get a job. I know that's not my my path. I don't want to work for nobody but myself. Like, I feel I, it. I know this. I feel it. And like I was already running the business with my friends, and like that was, but they were off in college doing their college thing. And like this is the first couple of weeks. It's like this is spring semester, so it's like January. Mm-hmm. So like we had just done. We had just everybody had just went back to where they, where they were, and um, I was alone. And I was like, I have to do something. Like if I do nothing, I'm like, I'm gonna stay in a cycle. And I just automatically, actually, I was posting my pictures online and like people was liking them and I had some, some leads and stuff, but somebody had followed me. It was like this page it's called MYNFM and they had followed me. I don't know what, what it was. Oh, the I magazine? Uh, New York Fashion Week? No, nah, it was oh. like, it was like some, it was like some platform affiliate. It's not really, oh, okay. it's not really popping down, but it was just, it was just something, it wasn't even, it wasn't even popping in, but it was just like, they had followed me on, on Twitter or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, do y'all need an intern? I just emailed them. Like, do y'all need an intern? I need something to do. Do hit me back. Like, oh, we love your work. Like, we would definitely love for you to do th- these things for us. And I, I was started running an Instagram and started doing these things for the Instagram and taking pictures every day. And that forced me to go outside and take pictures. Right. 
and like doing it, doing that daily and make sure I had pictures every day it changed my life. It yeah. really, cha- it really changed the trajectory of what, what I was doing and like made me really think about like, well, I can, I have something to do today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't do nothing today. And like that, that turned into two things to do every day. And like, I was taking pictures of different people every day. And then like, then I got my first gig taking pictures of like somebody for their um lookbook mm-hmm. then i started taking pictures for my my i got another internship and then like that just trickled into like me growing as an artist and like now i don't even take do photography as much as i used to but mm-hmm. like i'm an artist now like i do art as a for a living because right because of that that probably that two three week period of like me not knowing what the fuck i was going to do and me deciding that this is what i'm going to do mm-hmm. and like n- by no means is that easy and that's what i always talk about with people was like i can tell you I can tell you, get up and get active. Yeah. That's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Even especially if, when you're depressed. Like, especially when you de- even if you're not depressed. Exactly. Even so. if you're just tired. <laughs> like, you, any day that you have to go to work, that's hard as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's the hardest thing to do. And, like, but I, I mean, it's arguably hard because you're going to a, a work that you're not yes. you, that you don't want to do. Yes. So yes. I mean, I mean, we could switch some shit up there so you could <laughs> yeah. like going to work, yeah. like, you know. And that's a big that's a, that's why a lot of people suffer though. Like exactly, we're, we're suffering. It's like our our state won't change unless we change our state. And exactly. Like, so the the. The big thing for me was just I can tell you all all day to be active. Anybody listen, I can tell you to be active. Mm-hmm. It's not on me. It's not on me to tell you. It's on it's on you to realize what change you need to make. Yeah. And like I can't I can't I can't emphasize enough like that like it's hard. Like it's the hardest thing like. It is. It's but and a big thing about that is it's the most important thing to do. Mhm. It is. Anything. With anything, it's showing up. You just got to show up. Yeah. How many times have you, like, not wanted to go somewhere, and then you went there, and you was like, I'm so happy out here. Or you went there, and you was like, this changed my life. Like, I met five people. Eight times out of ten, yeah. Yes. <laughs> showing up is so important, and a lot of times we don't show up, we don't, we're not growing. Yeah. And I think... I, I Someone told me that, actually, and that's what... It was just to get me to go because I don't like people think I'm like a crazy like extrovert or whatever. Like <laughs> I am super friendly as shit. So if you say hi to me, I will say hi mm-hmm. back. But like I don't like sometimes I just I don't know. Maybe it is the depression or whatever. But I do sometimes don't be wanting to go don't out. But go out. Yeah. people always say like you miss out on all your opportunities if you don't show up. Yes. So that's always like you just got to yes. get there. And if it's weird, you go home. Like yeah. it's that simple. That's, that's my big thing is that I'll go. If I don't like it, I'll leave. Exactly. Like, it's, it's been so many things that I'm like, <laughs> all right, I was right what to stay in hours. But, like, I went, I learned that now I know if this person's on an event, I'm not trying to go. I yeah, yeah that. that's but true. But now I never know. I would never know if, if, if it look it popping on Instagram, I yeah. might go the next time. Right. I'm going to waste more money. But now, yeah. <laughs> but now you know the real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really true. Okay, so, like, what, I mean, I feel like we kind of talked about this already, but is there anything else that you learned from, like, your de- your past depressed moments? Like, you know, you've learned that, like, you know, have not having hope is what can keep you in a depressed mm-hmm. state and things like that. Like, I guess, have you ever figured out what your triggers are or things like that? Because, like, I've, I just recently learned of another trigger. Like, my cousin was visiting, and, like, I'm going through a lot of shit right now, so, like, my depression and just, like, not even... I feel like I'm actually at a place where I have like a good control mm-hmm. over my depression. Yep. So that's why I was really shocked that I even had this like episode. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I thought I got a good grip on this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so that's when I realized that this person brought this. <laughs> she, was, she was bringing this shit to me like this toxic, this toxic vibe, I guess. But it's just like I, that's when I realized that one boundaries are important. I've learned this a long time ago, but I keep relearning it. Mm. Boundaries are super important. And then also, too, is just like people can bring that depression. Like if people make you feel like 
I don't know how to how to say this, but like I was fine up until I was hanging out with her. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's all I'm gonna say. Like mm-hmm. and then hanging out with her made me feel like everything I was going through was my fault, which mm-hmm. is you if you're already depressed, you don't want mm-hmm. to be blamed for shit that you are going through. And then it's just like I just realized I was just getting more and more sad. Like I was even like almost suicidal just by hanging out with her i'm mm-hmm. just like at, and at that point i realized i i kind of just understood why people i'm not condoning suicide or anything but i feel like people kind of take it to that extreme because it's kind of like is that the only way you can be heard mm-hmm. because so i feel like once you feel that type of way you need to get away from whatever or whoever is making you feel that way so yeah. it's like yeah like if you feel like i mean that's just me and my 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 experience like i feel like everyone the time that i ever contemplated suicide was at the point where i feel like no one was listening to me and i feel Mm -hmm. like that was the only way to be heard Mm -hmm. so i don't know why other other anyone done it but i know we just kind of just dived right into that little deep segment there (laughs) but like we might as well talk about suicide because it's happening so it's just like i realized that I need to get away. And that's exactly yeah. what I did. Like I left her ass at the Airbnb. And since then I've been feeling blessed and highly flavored. So um, if you ever feel that way, like, and then, and, and it, it took me to actually to speak to myself, just be like, one, no one should ever make you feel like you, your life needs to be like, you shouldn't be able to exist here. Mm-hmm. Cause like they have nothing to do with you. Like mm-hmm. everything that you should do, like everything that you do, it should be for you. Like n- mm-hmm. anything, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I, I think she was going to ask me was, do I have any triggers that like, like your yeah, cousin? Yeah. Yeah. So I that's where I was. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I was going with that. She was my trigger for that depression. Mm-hmm. I realized that I can't be around people who aren't, who hasn't, who hasn't put in the work to grow, yeah. um, to become, to understand. I, yeah. that's, that, that, well, that. I, I learned the trigger. To, so to let's off, go to you. Yeah. <laughs> to that, I think that, be, the people you're around are so important. Um, Kim Zamora has a song, Cut You Off. Like, Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, wow. I yeah, love that song. Yeah, and that's such a good song just to say, I don't care if you're family. Like, I will cut you off. Like, Yo. I don't need that. Before your negative energy curve, I'm going to cut you off. Yes, yes. I need that all in my life. Yes. And that's so important to, like, I think that was a big, big reason. Like, I was, I had a point in my life where I was doing some wild shit and, like, just spiraling. Like, it was just like... I was thought I was I thought I was happy. I was like I'm doing this. That's really great. I that. thought I was happy. Yeah, I'm just doing this. I'm doing that. And then like once everything stopped, I realized I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to show for. I spent my money on weed and drinking and women that I didn't see again and like just different stuff like that. And, like just doing like wild shit for no reason. Mm-hmm. And like it was just like why am I doing these things? And like then probably once all that once I had that binge a month later, my my I found out my I'm having a son. So I'm like, life life will, t- will show you some shit. That, <laughs> but then that put me into a state of like paralysis and like not being able to do nothing. Because when I found out I was having a son, maybe for like two weeks, I, I was on my couch and I slept there for two weeks. Just like, what am I going to do? Didn't tell my mom. Uh, I, I didn't tell my mom for a long time. I didn't tell my mom I was having a son until he, he the, the woman was five months pregnant. Mm. So I'm like, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And that's another time of like I didn't have any hope I didn't think I was gonna be able to be a dad I didn't think I was mm. gonna be able to tell my mom without her kicking me the fuck out and like I didn't think I didn't I wasn't making a, taking the proper actions to be a dad and like that made me that compounded on it you know so I think to tie that into like when my triggers is that feeling of in- inadequacy yeah of not being ready of not being prepared of not being anything and like that happens when I drop out of college. Mm-hmm. That happens when I find I'm having a son. That happens this week when I'm having trouble in a relationship. It's like, I, I can't, I thought I'm doing my best. I have to be better. 
And it's like, what else could I do? But that's the thing too. Like my friend, she was just like, you are doing your best. Yes. That's what she always kept saying. Like you are, you are doing your best. So that's the thing. Like you are like, you know, and that's, that's, but again, it's hard when you're in that state. And you have to forgive yourself because yes. like, now I think back to the people, the person I was at 18, at 18, 19, and the person I was at 2021, 20, and the person I am now is that like the person I'm 18, 19 would not be able to deal with the shit that I'm dealing with now. Right. And the way that he's dealing with it is like I can't, I wouldn't be able to, and I'm stronger and I'm better now. Mm-hmm. And I was doing my best then to understand. Like I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't have any idea of like what to do when you drop out of college. It was no, right. I could Google it. But like I still don't know. Yeah, I could. I didn't know what to do to be a dad. I could read a book, but I still don't know. You mm-hmm. know. And like now, the big thing for me is I like just do it. Whatever you're doing, just do it. Do it. Follow it all the way through. So if I'm gonna drop out of college, let me make sure I got something else to do. That's not that. Like make sure I got a plan. I'm make sure I'm not dropping out of college because I don't feel okay, like because I'm not getting the grades I want. Because mm-hmm. the thing I should have not should have did, but the thing I could have did was just like go next semester get better grades. Right. But like. It wasn't for you. It like, wasn't for me, no. Yeah. And like, even now I'm thinking about going back to college and like finishing up. And it's like, now I'm a better person because I know what to do. I know yeah. what's next for me. And I know that's the action I want to take because I, the big thing for me now is like, I want to learn more. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be that better person before I have to be that better person. Right. And like, that's something I've been learning is that like, that feeling of inadequacy creep, creeps up on you. It's like, first you fail a test. Then you fail another test. Then you don't go to class. Mm-hmm. Then, you, then you get your grades back. Then you get then you get to it's midterm. You don't know none of nothing on the midterm. Okay, now I feel inadequate, and now I, at about the end of semester, I'm not going to class. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, I see my D on my report on the on my transcript, and I'm like, how I get a D? Well, I know how I got a D. I'm, <laughs> like I sh- I'm I'm better than I know I'm better than this D at the end of semester. But then why didn't I act about act right? Why not? Why wasn't I acting on being better than a D? Mm-hmm. And I now I know like. If you want something, you got to go get it. You got to go do it. And like, but the big thing that, and actually, and inadequacy never like, that's, that's my depression. That's that feeling of like, you're not good enough mm-hmm. for anything. Like you don't deserve this. You don't deserve that. If you, if you're not a plus, 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 you don't deserve. I have, I have to forgive myself every single day for like messing up. Like even when I'm talking, even if I stutter, I'm like, in the back, I'm like, why can't you talk? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm snapping on myself and it's like, I got to mute that voice. Yeah. Cause I'm doing my best. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm saying the words. It's like yes. I'm getting them out. And like, I'm trying, I'm doing my best to be that person that I want to be. But I also have to understand that like, I'm not that person right now. Exactly. Like I can, I'm, even even if I don't succeed today, mm-hmm. in in a week I might be able to say my words, or I might be able to apply for schools and get into the schools I want to, and then go to go to college in the fall, and then do the things I always wanted to do: mm-hmm. get a get a degree, make my mom proud, you know. Right. So it's like I don't always I don't have to be that person today. And then I think a big thing we worried we rushed through our our twenties, and it's like we we rushed through our like <laughs> life experiences, yeah. like. I'm up here. Like I'm, I'm already done. Like I've been done with this shit. Like I've been ready <laughs> to be like you know successful and mm-hmm. like just to surpass all the struggles. Mm-hmm. I'm just like oh, I'm over it. But yeah. you know, it's just something that we got to do. But like you said, like you know that you aren't that person yet. So mm-hmm. it's just like I, I mean, I know this is easier said than done yes. and all that. I know yes. I got to keep saying that because like I know we we saying it all willy nilly, but like we uh, we can't say this shit when we're going through it. Like yeah. you know, like you exactly. know. But like I, you know, I I truly believe that everything that we are going through is definitely it's going to prepare us to that person that we are trying to be if we're actively working on ourselves to become the person that we want to be Mm -hmm. then the universe will align all of our experiences whether you consider them bad or good Mm -hmm. to achieve that person right helps me with that Mm -hmm. is understanding 
that the journey is way more important than the destination. The, uh, yeah. I mean, I never really fully understood that. I don't think I understand I, that yet. I'm going I'm to I'm put it to you. Okay. <laughs> the journey is, if you're not enjoying the journey, the destination going to change. Okay. You never, you you know you want to be successful. What's success to you? It, gonna be <laughs> was it the same last year? No. It wasn't. It no. changed every single, t- yeah. every single day with, with, with your journey, though. Mm-hmm. So what the important thing is, you're going to have that big celebration when you get the success you know you're going you know you want that big party mm-hmm. with all the people that you've seen over the years but did you enjoy the time before that right did you and did you have the many celebrations along the way yeah and that, that's why we, we was talking earlier about like uh credit and money and like doing the money thing it's like <laughs> yeah. we we enjoy that like because at, at the end of the day you're gonna fuck up <laughs> but you gotta realize that like you gotta get your trophies yeah you just told me you're 55 this 50 45 45 episodes of your podcast? Yeah, this 45th episode. You got to enjoy all 45 yeah. of them. Because yeah. that work and that journey is so much important than 100. Because mm-hmm. uh, every all, all 99 before that makes makes your two-year anniversary that you're about to celebrate more important, you know? Right. So it's like those things those things are going to happen. You're going to hit the accomplishments. You're going to hit the achievements. But the journey is so much more important because if you're not enjoying it, once you get to the destination, you're not going to have... You're going to be like unsatisfied. Yeah, you're going to just want more. And you always, we're always going to want more. Mm-hmm. It's not about this. It's not about getting to somewhere and stopping. Right. We're not going to stop because our life is a journey. Our exactly. entire life is a journey. So we got to enjoy that whole thing because I think what life shows you is that you die. <laughs> your destination and is that's death. a fact like <laughs> your destination is death you, are you gonna enjoy that like no you gotta enjoy that journey that right, in between right and it's like that's so important for me is to understand that, like even if I'm not having a bad day tomorrow's gonna be better and then when I get to when I get to wherever I'm going I'm I'm gonna know that all the days before that were good even if like the party sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how it's your birthday and you're like oh man I'm trying to have the best birthday party ever but you ain't enjoyed the year before that right it's like this wasn't even a good year I'm not really trying to have a party that's how it feels when you don't when you get to your destination and you didn't enjoy the journey. Okay. So I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy this journey. Yeah. I'll enjoy it. And a you look more. like you enjoying it. So like it, it's it's hard some days. Yeah. I know it's hard some days. Yeah. But the big thing is that like the journey is like it, the destination is gonna change every single day. Mm-hmm. You don't you might end up here. Like you might you can walk outside and then light, light lightning strike, you know? Yeah. You gotta enjoy all those days in, in between the, the, you deciding that I'm gonna embark on this journey mm-hmm. and that day where you end in that journey and start another one. Right. Because it's so it's the destination is just like it's it's so fleeting. Mm-hmm. You get one birthday party a year, you know, and like at the end of the birthday party, you're not even happy. You're like, I'm just trying to go. You can be stressed, tired. like, because obviously yes. you have to do the yes. freaking get the party you, in order. Like, <laughs> I threw a party last year. I'm just like. <laughs> I just just went out to dinner. Exactly. (laughs) And that's that's what a lot of people, that's why when you see Kate Spade or Anthony Bourdain, it's like they did all this work to get to the top. Mm -hmm. They're realizing they should just went to dinner. They didn't need to have a big party. They should just went to dinner. Yeah. And it's like, it sucks when you get to that point, you didn't enjoy none of the things because it's like, now I'm stressed out for what? Right. I'm stressed out for when I could have just had a dinner. And I think that's such a huge thing is that like, you get to the point and you realize that like, this wasn't even worth the stress. That's what it is. You could just, yeah. just made it easy on yourself, and it's like it's nothing wrong with just having a dinner, and it's nothing wrong with having a party either. Right? It's just about enjoying every step, enjoying picking the 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 frillies and picking mm-hmm. the balloons, enjoying all those things, calling the people, making the invites, enjoy that process. Because at the end of the day, the party's gonna be over, and you just gonna have a bunch of people leaving. <laughs> I needed to hear this because I am planning this the second year anniversary, and yes. I'm stressing the fuck out. By the way, it's gonna be July 14th, so if you're in the NYC area, come join us. Mm-hmm. 
we've been depressed obviously yes. we, we've, we've shared our experiences so it's like we know well i mean i should just speak for myself but i know i'm not the funnest person because i'm i'm a blast in a ga- glass a blast in a glass normal on a normal day mm-hmm. but when i'm depressed it's, it's usually super obvious if you know me like it's yeah. like I'll, it's it's obvious that i'm i'm sad or you know it's just like i don't talk i'm complete opposite of what i'm normally am so it's just like how do you deal with someone who is depressed like who is someone who was like obviously depressed like how would you i guess want people to deal with you when you mm-hmm. were depressed i think i just i recently i didn't i lost a friend like he's not he's alive but we, we're not friends anymore mm-hmm. and he was going through some stuff and i didn't handle it correctly so like i've been thinking a lot about this i'm like thinking a lot about like how can i help somebody because mm-hmm. we had a conversation and like he was telling me about his he was thinking about he just wanted to die and I, my first reaction was like don't do that and he was like you're selfish is that and the third and i'm like at, at, at the end of the day i felt like what was i supposed to say but i don't know what i could have did better and like i should have listened you know i mm-hmm. should have been like i feel you bro I and should. that's where i was gonna say actually because i wrote a couple of things because the whole situation with my cousin our whole falling out was just like you know i'm having a depressed episode and she didn't fully understand mm-hmm. like you know i was saying things like you know i feel like you know no one cares mm-hmm. which is what it's normal it's common yeah. when you're depressed you feel like no one cares that's why you're so sad and stuff so it's like and then she says oh some people care about you and Yo, like, like I would, would I do this if I didn't care? Like, yes. and it's just like I don't know. Like, yes. uh, but I still feel like you don't care, even though you're yelling at me. Like, yes. you know. Yes. So it's like one. I feel like you can't take anything personally. I mean, I feel like that's just a, a general rule yeah. with life. <laughs> don't take anything when, personally. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but like when it comes to depression, like or someone that's depressed, like I feel like again, me, like someone who's like don't even like themselves I, I don't expect them to treat anyone else nicely so if mm-hmm. someone who's that sad and depressed like you're beating yourself up like mm-hmm. legit fucking yourself up mentally and it's just like if they like if they can't treat themselves if they can't say kind things to themselves or if yes. I can't say anything nice to myself when I'm depressed I, I don't expect me to say anything nice to you mm-hmm. so it's just like um, I, that's easy I know, I know that's just crazy to say but it's just like don't take anything personally because it's just like when they're depressed like most of that stuff is just it's 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 coming from from them like mm-hmm. and that's again the general with yes. the whole four agreements like yeah. everything that anything people says to you usually is for some type of them projecting themselves yes. onto you so yes um that and then also too is just like like what you said about what you wish you would have done with your friend instead of like like for example i'll just use my what my experience like with my cousin like one of the things i did say was like you know i feel like no one cares like i'm mm-hmm. so alone and no one cares like in regards to my family and then she was just like you know um and instead of you know bashing me i feel like what would have been the appropriate response was just like you know trying to understand why i feel like I, no one cares like mm-hmm. you know it could be something as simple like because like again depression is weird like it could be something as simple as like no one liked my photo that i posted on my birthday like no one said happy birthday and like yep. that was the trigger for it yep. like you know it could be something like that but or it could be like something as deep as like you know i haven't spoken to you in like 50 years like mm-hmm. you know it could be something that deep so it's just like instead of taking what they say at face value i feel like you should try to understand more why the, yes. the feelings behind that yes. so it's just like yes. okay you feel like you know you're inadequate why do you feel that way yes. and then you would be able to explain yes. because i lost my job because i'm not going to school like mm-hmm. you know that 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 would be a way to um I guess handle someone with depressed or who's depressed. So let's go back and forth. <laughs> so you can say. <laughs> um, I think for me, when I'm sad, I really, I think I don't be one people around. Yeah. I think, I think the space is good, but at the same time, it's like I need somebody. I think the big thing is I need somebody who's gonna listen and not give me uh, solutions. Yes. yes don't yes. give me. Don't tell me. Oh, you should be doing this. Cause I don't need that. Yeah. I need my space and I need to figure, I need to figure out my own solutions. I think that's the only thing I'll ever tell anybody is like, 
if they're depressed, like figure out your own thing. Cause I could, I could tell you what works for me, but like, exactly. You need to figure out your own solution. So mm-hmm. like, I'm when any, when somebody ever comes to me with sad, with sadness or anything, I always say, do what you feel is right. And I'm sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. That's the only two things that I can tell you because like, I can tell you don't do that or make sure you're not doing this type of stuff. Like, nah, do what you feel is right. And I'm here to listen at any time that you need me to listen to you. Because mm-hmm. I can't do anything. I can't. I'm not try- here to force you into something. Because I think that's that's where a lot of depression stems from is being yeah. forced to do something. Yeah. And being told what to do by society, by your parents, by mm-hmm. your friends, by your lover. It's like being forced into those things and forced into those boxes that don't help nobody. Exactly. That's where a lot of our a lot of our depression comes from. Supposed to. Yeah. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to have that. It's like no. Do you supposed to? You're what you what you feel is your reality. And like do what is what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Depression is so tricky too, because like like what you you just said, like you like to be alone, and then just mm-hmm. like me too, like you know. But it's just like. <laughs> I don't know when I feel like you kind of just have to trust your gut when it comes to that one. Cause like mm-hmm. for me, I like to be alone. So like mm-hmm. if my depression ain't that bad and I'm just going, I just need a fucking day to myself. Then I just need that day to myself. Like, and mm-hmm. I know in that day, like the next day I'll be restored and mm-hmm. back to normal, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm in like a deeper depression, like, you know, those like those really bad depressions where usually suicide, suicide is the end result type things. I feel like if you see someone, then like in that state, like it's kind you I feel like you don't listen to anything that they're saying. You kind of have to step in whether they want to be alone or not. Yeah. So um, but then that's just you have to trust your gut on that one. Yeah. If they're just like having a bad day, you don't want to be over, like, don't don't kill yourself because yeah. that's going to like yeah. probably ruin the relationship. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty obvious when yeah. someone. I feel like you can't. It's in the eyes, yo. Like yeah. you can see that shit. I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to work on my cursing, but like you know, you see it in the <laughs> eyes. Like yeah. you see that depression in the eyes, and if it's that bad, like I feel like you, it's time to step in. Because like my friends, I'm thankful. I mean, um, when I've went in my little dark places, like most of the time, I like 100 percent of the time, I'm like, get away from me. Yeah. Like I need. I'm not answering my phone. Like my friends mm-hmm. will have to like kind of force me to do anything, mm-hmm. or I like I would just wouldn't trust myself, and I would reach out like. That's what me just kind of being honest with myself. And it's just like, I need help. And I'm going to, I mean, I could go to a doctor or something, but usually I go to a friend. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, some most of the time being alone for someone who's depressed is ideal. But mm-hmm. if you feel that, you know, the person might, may harm themselves or, or something of that nature, then I feel like it's time to like kind of put your foot down and step in and I guess kind of force them to, to speak. And it's not like, you know, not. And I guess it's all about the delivery, you know, like, you know, it's like you you can try to get them to understand without, again, forcing your opinions on them of what mm-hmm. they're going through and everything. But, yeah, I think I'll just uh, I'll stop there for mm-hmm. that one. But, yeah. you know, if you feel like it's necessary to step in, I just want to say that um, because suicide is at all time high. And mm-hmm. I know if you I feel like if you've been depressed, if you've experienced it, you know what it looks like for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, free, I'm really good at reading people who's hiding it. Yeah. Only because I'm so great at hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like, yeah. I see you. So it's just like, I feel like, I feel like it's our duty for people who's kind of handling depression to help people who not there yet. Like, you yeah. know, those people who demand to be alone, but they're not, they shouldn't be alone. Like mm-hmm. we need to step in and yeah. do that. Just the people who experience it. Yeah. Or if you don't, I guess, take it upon yourself to try to understand. And with that same friend I was talking about, I stepped in and called his mom. Right. Cause I'm like, Something's going on with my friend, and like, even though we're not cool anymore, even though at that point I realized I could not be friends with that person anymore, mm-hmm. I still was like, I have to call your mom and make sure that you're okay, because I care about you more than you care about the friendship. But I don't want, I don't want to see you go. Right. 
I don't want to see you go because I don't know what to do. And like something that some people always tell me is that like that, that sometimes it hurts to hear, but like you sometimes you need to hear it is that they can't everybody can't do your that work for you. Right. Take on your emotional labor for you. Yes. And like sometimes somebody somebody has told me like I can't do that for you. You need to go seek therapy. And it's like that hurts to hear sometimes. Like I'm trying to talk to you though. Like, I'm trying to have this conversation with you. And that's what I mean though too. Like when like. Cause just that little saying alone could make you feel like you're just the biggest burden of all. Like yes. you just want to go like that. Like if I was depressed and someone told me that I would want to go crawl in the corner and yes. not talk to anyone again. Yes. So it's like, you, you, that's what I'm saying. If you're around people who make you feel that way, there's people out here who won't make you feel that way. Yes. Like that person is probably just not equipped to handle what you're going through. Yes. So you need to, cause I'm not, everyone could fucking not, I'm, you know, I'm working on my, my yeah. cursing, but like, no, not everyone could like, you know, afford a therapist and things like that. Yes. You know, not everyone knows how to find it. Not if people know, a lot of people don't know where to start when it comes to yes. therapists. A lot of people are being told that therapy is only for white people. So it's yeah. just like all these things no, that no, you have to consider. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning. I, I know adults now that, that yes. are taking it upon themselves, but like, it wasn't until moving to New York, like yeah. 24, 25, I met, actually met someone who's actively in therapy trying to figure themselves out and, you know, right. work on themselves. So it's just, again, I just want to say if like, if you're around people who make you feel like that, a burden or anything, like you need to get away, like, cause that's just only going to make it worse. It's yeah. only going to make it worse. So I mean, and, and also too, it's like, we are in a great age mm-hmm. of social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it definitely could, could add to the depression, <laughs> mm-hmm. but if you use it, um, appropriately or mm-hmm. like, you know, a little better then um, yeah. it can actually help. Like, yeah. you know, on my Instagram, it's legit. Like I only follow people who like on self-care active, mm-hmm. like on just like being the best mm-hmm. woman, man, best mm-hmm. person that they want to be. Mm-hmm. And those are the people I follow. So yeah. like, I rarely see like Trump. <laughs> yeah. I rarely see like Kim Kardashian. I rarely mm-hmm. see what's going on in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I look actively have to go out and update that. So it's just like, there's, I only say all that to say that there's resources online. That goes, that goes to the point of that we were talking about earlier about cutting the pe- things off that don't serve you. Or like, exactly. It goes, it goes to that point of like, don't surround yourself with these things. And like when and you, when if, if you know that makes you feel bad. Exactly. If, if on your social media, if you got all this negativity, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be negative. You need to follow the Alex Yo. Ellis, the Hey Friend Hey. Yeah, hey girl, yes, I love yeah. them. <laughs> yes, you need to follow these people because those are, those are important things. Yes. Know? Like when people always complain about Instagram, I'm just like, you know, you are in control of that, yes. right? Like you don't have to follow yeah. all that. Exactly. The friends that I have in my life right now, like the people I'm growing closer to, I legit met them all online. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like if you can't find someone, like if your best friend or whoever you are talking to is making you feel like, you know, a burden or making you feel like you, you got too much fucking problems that, you know, that they that, that can handle, like you just going, you just too much. Mm-hmm. You can find someone online. Like if you mm-hmm. can't find a therapist, you can find a, someone who looks like you online. I promise mm-hmm. you there's someone on there mm-hmm. that you that can relate to you. So it's just like, if there's a will, there's a way. If you if there's no one in your life, go to your side of friends. Like, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and also, too, there's another show on Issa Rae's YouTube, on Issa Rae Productions, called Giants. I think everyone should watch this show. Um, it's just, it's a lot going on in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main character, I think he, like, ended up, like, I don't know if you, I think he was stripping. I'm not sure if he was prostituting, but, like, stripping for money. And it's just, like, you know, just a whole bunch of shit going on in his life. So it's mm-hmm. just, like, super relatable because a lot of shit just be going on in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, what I really appreciate about it is, like, um, they talk about depression. Like, one of the characters there, she's in um, therapy. So it's just, like, to see a black woman in therapy on, like, TV is rare. So, yeah. Like, I've, I haven't seen it mm-hmm. maybe a couple times. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't seen it on, like... 
to yeah. this extent. Like she yeah. was saying things that I would say to my friend while I'm breaking down, but she's saying it on, on camera in therapy. And it's just like, wow. Like, you know, obviously someone had to feel this way for it to be created in the show. So yeah. it's like, there's content out here y'all too. So shout out to Issa Rae. And everyone that's on Easter Ray's YouTube, because it's not actually Easter Ray's show, but there's other creatives that are creating these shows under Easter Ray's productions. And I feel so bad for not even writing their names down on Easter Ray's. Mm -hmm. But shout out to the creator of Giants and shout out to the creator of Dumped on Easter Ray Productions on YouTube. Check it out if you need some real relatable shit to watch and if you're tired of all the other stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So is there anything else you want to kind of like talk about when it comes to depression before we move on? I don't think we had a really good conversation about it. Um, yeah, I really do. Yeah, this is really nice. Just keep hope, y'all. I want y'all. I want everybody listening to stay yes, alive. I just yes. need everybody to stay alive. I don't want you matter, y'all. You yeah, matter because it's it's a lot of different things in this world that we be eating that we be taking in that's gonna kill us. So we might as well just. We might as well not do it to ourselves. Right. And honestly, like, you deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. You deserve everything. Like, anything you want, you deserve. You can do anything you want. Everything. Like, the world is yours. Yes. Like, legit. Yes. Don't let anyone, any tell, anyone tell you different. And yes. if anyone are, is telling you different, cut them off. Like, Kendrick yes. Lamar said. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm going to play that at the end. That's a really great <laughs> song. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good song. Got me through a lot of shit, that song, yo. Yes. Shout yes. out to K-Dot. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and go into the lemonade pick of the week. Um, this week, I'm going to give it to Tiffany of Spill Stories, and that's at Spill, S-P-I-L-L -L underscore stories. Um, and Tiffany, she's getting it because she basically created this platform, um, this platform for women of color to just share stories. Like, you know, you can share them anonymously or you can say who you are. Um, and basically, it's just to share stories um, in a judge-free zone, a judge-free. So you can, I mean, I just keep saying sharing stories. I'm trying to think of this one site I used to be on in college. It reminds me of that post. Oh, they did the video, the uh, post it's like post like people send in postcards and they yeah. write secrets on them post secrets yeah post secrets yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's called post secrets it reminds me spill stories remind me of post secrets but like the women of color version of it so it's like you legit just hear stories of people like people just being vulnerable and transparent so i i said i shared a my weight loss um story on there so if you want to read about my weight loss journey um go ahead and check out spill stories if you want to read other people's stories um just in regards to living and just being a woman <laughs> um check out spill stories she actually recently did um a spoken word event in hong kong um called truth and travel and she raised 1300 dollars for refugees in hong kong um tiffany like everything she does i'm pretty sure it's gonna be for a greater good she's just dope y'all so check out spill stories um submit your stories if you want to be heard um anonymously anonymously or if you want um everyone to know who you are you know submit your name as well if you want just to get something off your chest Again, that's what I'm saying, uh, what I was saying earlier, like there's platforms and thing, resources online for us to get our feelings out there, even if you don't want anyone to know that they're yours. So um, check out Tiffany on Spill Stories, again, S-P-I-L-L -L underscore stories on Instagram if you want to share stories or just read what other women are going through. Um, Tiffany, thank you for being amazing and for providing this platform for women of color across the world. Woo, go Tiffany. <laughs> now it's time for To Love a Black Woman. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where you, Jordan, since you're a man, you get mm -hmm. to say something that you love about a particular black woman or mm -hmm. you can say something that you love about black women in general. Mm -hmm. You're on. This is, I was I was thinking, like, I, I know your show was mostly focused around black women. I was, like, hoping to get the opportunity to yeah. talk about the importance of black women oh, to me. Oh, definitely. Like, I think... Uh, I'll, I'll do I'll do a whole and then I'll go specific. Okay. I think so many times in my life I've realized that like black women didn't have to do that for me. It's it's so many times in my life mm -hmm. like from I've only, I have 
I went to two high. I went to one. My middle school had a um, white principal, but my elementary school had a black woman principal, and my high school had a black woman principal. And like, changed my life to see see black women in positions like that because mm-hmm. it was might have been one not that many black teachers in the schools, but like to see a black woman in position like that and like the things they did for me, and then the things that like those two women have done for me, and like over the course of my school year, just being a smart kid who underachieved, they just always looked out for me. Mm-hmm. But just seeing that, and then going having people. Like, my after-school program was one wild black woman. Just so many different times in my life that, like, black women did not have to do that for me. And, like, then going uh, micro with, like, my friends. Like, like just buying me food when I was hungry. Making mm-hmm. sure, like, Jordan, are you okay? Like, those check-ins. Like, me going over there, like, they have, they have wine, dinner cooked. And not even, like, it's a romantic relationship. Like, these are my friends. And, like, always, like, never not a time, like, are you hungry? Are you okay? Like, even recently, my friend Amira, uh, she, we was, it wasn't even a thing. Like, I, we was out, I didn't have no cash, mm-hmm. and we, I was me, her, and my son, and the ice cream truck passed, and he wanted ice cream. She bought the ice cream. Just, like, you don't have to do that. And, like, black women are so good for that. Mm-hmm. Just doing things they don't have to do out the kindness of their heart. I tried to give her the money back. She said, no, like, you don't have to do that. And, like, black women, I love y'all for that. And I, um, the, the biggest example of my life is my girlfriend Kayla. Is like, so many things she does for me, I'm like, Yo, you don't have to like you don't you don't you the thing like I just so number of things like I'm so grateful you know and like I can't really express like I I always tell her, like I owe you the world like are you like whatever you want I, I want to give it to you because like right now in this junction like I don't have it mm-hmm. and that's why you that's why we have a lot of these moments where it's like you're doing things for me that like I can't give directly back to you and like these things so it's like if you at the end of the day you like can you hear my feet yeah <laughs> like I, that's the least like that's the least i can do like i can i can cook the dinner i could wash the dishes i could load the dishwasher i could clean up i could do anything like just ask me because like my big thing is that like the things you do for me aren't quantifiable mm-hmm. it's not tip for tat it's like you just do these things that i can't even there's no dollar amount on it there's no like and my I, I'm so grateful to have a woman that close to me to do these things for me and like just understand and like just talk, just do these things that like you don't have to do. And I'll even you, Smandy, is like you you allowing me to give me a platform to talk about my book on your podcast that is mostly black women. You don't have to do that. And like thank you so much for even considering me to talk about this because like I I'm grateful. Like I'm, I'm all. I'm so grateful that that I get to talk about the things that I'm doing, and I don't want to take up space from Black women because I want to talk about. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we're that this is still. I'm glad we talked about my mom and talked about moms in general because like I don't ever want to do anything that doesn't, that don't that, even, forgets where I came from. Right. A Black woman. So like that's always like my big thing is that like I don't ever want to take up any space but i'm i'm so grateful that i even get to talk here and uh you allowing me to do it and like because you could have picked any black woman yes, who goes through this and like i'm so i'm so appreciative <laughs> and grateful so um what do i say at the end of this to love a black woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean i haven't really come up with something for you to say after that maybe i should like yeah to love a black woman yo yes. that was that was great yo yes. uh shout out to kayla too kayla yes. you are appreciated yes, very much, <laughs> very much um so. 
Yeah, so this was a really great episode. I mm-hmm. really appreciate you taking the time. I Thank appreciate you. you doing this comment because, um, comic, sorry. And, I mean, I'm, you being a black man and just being mm-hmm. black, like there's so many just things going on in the community and just like mm-hmm. being a black man, being vulnerable and transparent is rare. Yes. Yes. So as soon as I seen this, I was like, I'm pretty sure I hope you will want to talk about this with yes. me, but let's go for it. But like, you know, I, I do appreciate this and I appreciate mm-hmm. you taking the effort to, you know, change that narrative when mm-hmm. it comes to black men. So mm-hmm. thank you, too. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, listener, for listening. Um, you are appreciated for uh, tuning in when you do. Um, but. If you are a fan of avocado and honey, like Jordan mentioned earlier, and like I kept talking about earlier as well, there will be the second anniversary celebration July 14th out in Williamsburg. Uh, follow avocado and honey. You can follow myself under at underscore Smanji on Instagram so you can stay up to date uh, with information so you can know when the RSVP. Um, things will be coming out soon. I finally got a venue. Um, so, yeah, so that's all we got to do is RSVP. Space will be very limited. Um, I just want to say that, like, you know, I'm really nervous about this because space will be limited. So it's like people think they could just, you know, come willy nilly. But it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying this now, like space is limited. So mm-hmm. once RSVPs come out, please RSVP if you want to come um, to reserve your space, uh, to reserve your gift bag because there will be food, drinks. Yeah, this is about to be a, the time. Like it's about <laughs> to be a great as time. I'm I'm putting so much work into basically I just want this to be a beautiful summer black magic filled day with vegan food sangria and good vibes mm-hmm. so that's what you should expect there will be a live um a live podcast taping as well um i will have a couple of co-hosts uh, there will be a short meditation in the beginning so if you want to learn about meditation you have the opportunity to do it there um with me and maritza from the um the meditation episode as well so yeah i'll go ahead and stop talking about it but yeah there's a lot of things planned so if you are in a nyc area july 14th avocado and honey second year anniversary um jordan where can the people find you if i said this before i did all that but like where can the people find you and if they want to purchase the comic and everything um everything is jordan plain j-o-r-d-a-n plain p-l-a-i-n everything so at jordan plain on instagram uh, Twitter. That's probably my Facebook too. Uh, my website is jordanplane.com. And they can go there and yeah. or to message you or anything yeah, for that. You can find. Yeah, you can you can go on my website. Find, I got a shop page. You can buy the book there. You can hit me up if you don't feel comfortable because some people don't feel comfortable using. I don't know. If people, are, people. Yeah. yeah people. People <laughs> are comfortable the way they like to do stuff. Yeah. So like I like to meet them where they are. So, okay. <laughs> uh, just hit me up if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Jordan Plain on everything. J O R D A N. P-L-A-I-N. And also, too, like I purchased the entire book, but you can um, actually purchase um, it by piece. So if yes. you just want like the Tracy comment, you can <laughs> um, get that and frame it and stuff. So just so you know, um, again, you can follow me at underscore Smanji as well as Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms. Follow Avocado and Honey just so you can stay up to date with all things Avocado and Honey because I am lacking or slacking on my page. So but Avocado <laughs> Honey page is up to date. So that's where you want to be. <laughs> Um, again, thank you all for listening. Um, and you know, if you are suffering from depression, just know that like you still matter, yo. We still want you here. You're gonna get through this, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a better day tomorrow. The sun will still shine. For like, sure, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, thank y'all. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>